Welcome to Dramas with the Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Kay Muse. I'm Drama Geek. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. It's the perfect time to come join us. You can find the link in our show notes. All right. If you're listening to this podcast in September, then you already know that it is our Kimchi VVIP Appreciation Month where we are appreciating all of our patrons. What this means is for those of you that are on our Patreon, instead of the regular three episodes you get this month, you will have seven. So we are doing our regular Patreon podcast episode, as well as three extra episodes for those of you who are with us over on Patreon. So if you want like double the amount of episodes this month, then come over and join us. Uh, we'll also be giving away some gifts, prizes. I know that uh, the Mocknays figuring out some really cool giveaways to do, and I'm just excited for it all. I think we're going to have like a movie that we're watching together. Movie so, night. Yeah, mm -hmm. movie night. So yeah, so there's lots going on and it's all happening this month in September. So it's the perfect time to come join us. And of course, that also gives you access to all of our past Patreon episodes for the last four or five years and our Discord server. So it's definitely something that if you're a... K-drama or Chinese drama fan and you want a community, this is the way to get one. All right. So the synopsis for the drama that we are going to uh, review today is um, pretty long. So the drama is Revenant. It is a full drama review. We have it's it's all on Hulu and it is finished airing. So you can go and binge um, the drama. So the synopsis for this drama is when the door to another world opens, demons exist there. Gu San Young is possessed by one of those demons. Yom Haesung can see the demon which has possessed Gu San Young. They try to figure out the truth behind the mysterious deaths related to the five sacred objects. Wow, they lay it out in the synopsis. Maybe <laughs> let's just let's just use that as yep, the synopsis because yep, it goes yep. a little bit more in depth. And right. and I feel like saying they're demons is. It doesn't yeah, quite do it because no. they refer to them as vengeful ghosts. Like the whole, right. the whole drama, it's all vengeful ghosts, right? So well, and how it a possession ghost situation, Correct. not a yeah. demon coming from some other world, yeah, and coming and possessing. Especially so. when you watch a lot of um, Chinese dramas Chinese where there's lots of de <laughs> demons, right? So no, it is it is the ghost of someone. In the past, like it's not a again, it's not a demon. It is a ghost of someone who has died that is possessing the people in the current time. So yeah, so it, it is a hundred percent a straightforward ghost possession um, story, and you have to be able to figure out how to get rid of the ghost. And there's yes. a you know specific way to do it. It's just how you have to figure out, like throughout the drama, you have to figure out how you're going to get rid of this possession without yes. the catholic what do they, what do they call it when they 
do the oh the exercise yeah so there's no yeah there's yes. no exorcism going on there's no, no any of that it's it, you it's, are getting rid it's of the set on a lot of very um korean shaman yeah superstition yeah. so it's very an oriental superstition situation drama so that was kind of fun and interesting so for once no evil possession exorcisms head turning around stuff none of that correct yes yeah that is the synopsis for for the drama yep and as usual we're going to be starting spoiler free and then of course we will shift to spoilers and we'll be sure to let you know when that happens so we're going to start how we always start these it's tradition now (laughs) so why did we start this drama and I will say it was 100% the writer followed mm-hmm. by the fact that Kim Tari is in this. So the writer is, let me find her name. Uh, Kim, Kim Eun-hee. Yeah, Kim Eun-hee. And she's done uh, Kingdom. She's done Jerson. She Yeah, she did Signal, which you all know we loved. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Three Days, Ghost, which is one of my all-time favorites. Um, that's where the face swap happened, where you had surgery and face swapped. Oh. And then Sign was also a very good early supernatural uh, drama back in the day, like a, a mystery drama. So she has a long history of really great suspense shows. Yeah. My answer is the same. (laughs) (laughs) I know we've been like fans of her since Signal. I know we've like been huge fans. And Kim Tae-ri is like my new number one girl crush. Like I'm just saying it out there. She blows all the other actresses away. I love her so much. She did very good in this drama. She there was several scenes where I'm like, I don't know about most of the Korean actresses if they would be able to pull this off. I would say so. probably 97% of them could not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's some good actors. There are a yeah. few, but most of them, no. Like, mm. oh, it was so Well, and good. she's she's the kind... So this writer has been um, quoted as saying, like, I just don't do rom- rom-com, romance, that kind of thing um, that well. So the actresses and actors that they, she tends to pick... And I know it's not just her decision, but she's a well enough established writer that if she, she says, has an I want Kim Terry on there, that's what they're going to try to get. Or if I want Duna Bay on there, that's who they're going to get. So it, I feel like a lot of the actors and actresses that end up um, being in her uh, dramas don't always do romance as much. Some some of them do, um, but they don't always do it as much. And the uh the dynamic of this drama worked so well. And I felt like even though there wasn't romance, I still loved the uh, relationship arcs that were created and carried out throughout the drama. So yeah, they were just as powerful and I feel long lasting as any romance. A hundred percent. So it was so good. Yep. All right. So we have three main characters and let's discuss if we like them. And if the actors are doing a good job portraying these characters, I think that Kim Tae-ri as Gu Sanyong is not one we have to <laughs> go. <laughs> they don't, people don't have to wonder too much. We 100% like I loved it was kind of interesting for her to go from 2521 to Revenant as her next project because she is pretty much the exact opposite 
of the effervescent bubbly just brings joy and sunshine and that beautiful smile and so much energy to her last character and then this character is is definitely more like she's just doing her job and trying to make it through life to be able to survive and she as both the character and the possessed character is not effervescent at all <laughs> and she pulls off the the difference between the two very well so i loved her um portrayal of this character and completely. i i especially think that it's so impressive that she was able to do it with not overacting the mm -hmm. possessed part mm -hmm. because there was like it was so seamless and there's the occasional like creepy moment where she would kind of get like a weird half smile like mm -hmm. or a shift in her expression but it wasn't those big reveal moments that you're used to seeing when someone is possessed right it was so yeah. subtle and such micro expressions that it was just like wow this is impressive you had to know her fairly well as a person to really know okay this is not her and this is the other person because the other the ghost was fairly good at not impersonating being so yeah, yeah not so over the top that you didn't understand that that's who it was but she was able to like you said with those little micro uh expressions see that okay yeah no that's that's not her <laughs> And so then the second uh, character is played by Oh Jung-se. And he is an actor that we've liked for a long time. Um, he is definitely one of those where he does not typically get uh, cast as a romantic lead. He was the brother um, in um, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Um, oh, wait. Yeah. I yeah. always get that one and the it's okay. It's love. <laughs> yeah. Mixed up. Same. Mixed up what I'm saying, but so it's okay. It's not okay. It, he was the brother in that one and, um, did a, has done a fabulous job and um, he plays such diverse, like spectrum. Like he plays so many different characters. They're so different. And this one was probably one of the most like straight across. Like he did, he, he showed emotional, you know, very well but he was also a very just even character um that was i don't know he, like again he he when he showed emotion and everything it was extreme times most of the time he was trying to just hold it together because his world has been so crazy for so long with being able to see ghosts and everything that um he just has to keep keep doing what he's doing and not react to the creepy thing in the corner and he did it really well yeah, and when he did react, it was that emotional punch that just like, because it's those extreme things and a lot more family related, emotionally connected with other people related, where it you could tell it just traumatized him deeply. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh, yeah, there's a couple scenes where it's just like, holy crap, that is such a powerful scene. And he is kicking butt in this role. And it does look like his upcoming dramas. He has quite a lot of main roles in the mm. pipelines uh, for in the next year. There's like three different dramas he's in where he's a main role character. So well, it looks like we are getting a lot more of him 
now that we're getting more dramas, there's more opportunities, and the international audience is definitely enjoying his performances, I think. So we're getting a lot more opportunity to see him as a lead in the future. So on my drama list, it had all the roles that are listed coming up are either supporting roles or guest roles. So I don't know. Maybe uh, it's he's- the Mr. Plankton return to Quanbach. Good boy. Those are all upcoming that have been announced, but they're coming in like 2024. Oh. Okay. So it's so to when be this- announced. Gotcha. When the stars gossip. 2024 sweet home season three 2024 those are both supporting yeah. so maybe maybe he's like those are small because you know a lot of these actors who aren't slotted as the main character main lead or a second lead they can be in a lot of different yeah. dramas well in sweet the- home actually sweet home 2 hasn't aired yet i think right. that airs like at the end of the month so interesting that there's a three two i guess he there is our <laughs> there's already but, three on there <laughs> yeah i'm like oh okay but yeah, it does look like he is confirmed to be in three dramas as a main role, probably mm-hmm. end of 2024. I've heard of okay. the three dramas being announced for the casting, but okay. they're not on the docket quite yet. So, gotcha. Well, busy, busy guy. <laughs> so the third person in um, this with because we shortened the synopsis, didn't really talk about him too much, but he is a detective. And also the um, classmate of uh, Ku San Young. So he's played by Hong Kyung. And his last role that you would probably know him from, although I don't. Did you watch Week Hero Class? I haven't, but I kind of want to now because I really liked him. Yeah. So the audience... uh, that you know the the listeners probably have heard we've we've done a re- uh, review on Week Hero Class. Um, his role in that, um, I feel like his acting in this one was very similar to the acting in Week Hero Class. Um, very similar character, just kind of uh, morose, or I don't know. He's 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 definitely not. Um, He's not effervescent. Yeah, he's not a happy-go-lucky <laughs> guy. Well, not that he has to be effervescent, but like. When you meet him and he's with the the um his sunbay like the other detective that he's working with, he just seems like bothered by having to do the projects that are they're doing. He's just not a very like uh with it guy. Like even when he he's goes going to the through reunion, the motion, yeah, he seems to be going through the motions. And even when he's with his friends, because his best friend's supposed to be getting married, and even when he goes there and sees them, he's just kind of like meh. Like so, he doesn't. <laughs> doesn't really come off as the 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 most uh friendly person. He doesn't come off as mean or anything. He's just kind of meh, you know. And then as the story progresses and 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 everything, you definitely see his acting talent. Um I've never seen I don't cuz I didn't watch too much of Lovers of the Red Sky, so I don't know he was um one of the painters in that, so he probably didn't mm-hmm. have a huge role. And then he was also a supporting role in DP, which I only watched like half of the first episode and couldn't get through that. My so, guess I mean, is he was probably one of the, the, yeah. He just, yeah, it's a supporting role. I would imagine he's probably was a, one of the uh, soldiers in it or something like yeah. that. But so he, for the most part, he's been working his way up as guest. Like it looks like almost all the stuff that's listed before that. Um, and Week Hero Class was his breakout, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So Week Hero Class was definitely his breakout. I'd be interested to see him as an actor in something that, 
may requires him to be a more upbeat person. I also wonder if he's kind of one of those people that might end up not being cast as like the main lead, but kind of go this path of like some of these dramas that, that really allows like deeper, grittier, um, really layered characters and everything. He, his acting style seems to be really done well for the, you know, he's able to do that well. So I don't, we'll have to see. It's also one of those, I, I sometimes have a hard time knowing what Korea is going to see as like, oh, he's acting lead look material versus is not. And he kind of seems like maybe he's one of those that may not be, but I mean, I don't. Well, and then you add yeah, in the international market <laughs> and it's like, right. Well, because right. there's certain actors that you can start to see after a couple of years. It's like, oh, he's always doing Netflix dramas now. That's like just right. all he does. Like, um, right. yeah. what's his name? The guy that we really love that was in my country, Da Juan. Oh, who Da Juan? Yeah, uh, he's he. He, his he, last he, or he does he both has, sides though i'm sorry Korea he finds has, him attractive just like we do. oh yeah yeah but i'm <laughs> saying he's doing almost all netflix since he yeah. came back from his his military because he's done what two of them like a and then he has another movie <clears throat> and another drama with netflix set up so the, the like, one where he did the lawyer, the Joseon lawyer, that wasn't Netflix. Oh, that, that wasn't was, that. Yeah. So he did. So yeah, again, I, I feel the, like he's very versatile and can go both, you know, either I get way. to go to the deeper, yeah. grittier stuff if I do Netflix or I get to do the. But it's kind of nice mm, that he gets to do his deeper, grittier stuff because, right. you know, he doesn't get to when he's in the other stuff. It has to be like the cutesy. But but yeah, right. anyway. Yeah. It uh, looks like he has another main role coming up called Concrete Market. And that's about um, some story about a apartment complex that after an earthquake, there's bartering. I'm not quite sure what that means, but I'm sure we will so, find out at some point. And that has you... the on my drama list. And that is he's the lead mm-hmm. and the lead actress is the girl from Racket Boys. Hey, that so... we really liked. Yeah. Anybody else that just downloaded the iPhone My Drama List? Oh, does it suck? Are you (laughs) fine? No, no, no. I actually really like it so far. But like you're looking at the My Drama List probably on your my laptop. Yeah, your laptop. And so Concrete Market is showing on mine as a 2020 drama, but also doesn't have a picture or anything. And it does list him as a second lead. And it would make sense. That oh, mine it doesn't, it have, doesn't have him as the second lead. It has him as the main or lead. Or not the second lead. It has the main lead, sorry. Second person on the list. Let's so see. EJ. So and again, it says there's I, going to be ep- seven episodes. It has not aired yet. Date aired November 30th-0001. Seven episodes. Oh, uh, it's still not released. So I think yeah, what so possibly happened I'm is looking they put that it on people there. People are saying <laughs> it was t- it was recorded in 2021, but it hasn't been released ah, yet. Okay. So maybe. We'll see so what on, on the the on your laptop. Is it showing above Revenant? Yeah. And okay. So maybe because you were listing some other, like the what you're looking at and listing at stuff when I was looking at the 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 other actor again the stuff you might have been talking about maybe that was listed down below but I wasn't seeing any of the stuff that mm. you were talking about so that see, is mine, just an interesting little thing without the release specific release date are all at mm-hmm. the top. And so I don't know if they're on the top on yours, 
I think that the app for the iPhone, at least, and, and they just came out with the iPhone version of it, like, like a, a week or two ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, a week or two ago. And so, um, it, uh, it, I feel like there are some things that, cause it, it's listing what it's doing is just somebody put in 2020 as the date that that concrete, um, mm was going to be released and so now that's when it's where it's listing it on the list is that it came out in 2020 instead of it still hasn't been released and so that's putting up just yeah. interesting to i again i and the oh, John little Say ones on i know for sure those are ones that are upcoming that have not mm. been because like mr plankton like that's been announced recently like okay. the casting and stuff so yeah, and that one is not... Uh... And that's actually the Netflix one with Wu Da Wan that oh, I was yeah, talking see, about earlier. Yep, it's so. so now if I scroll all the way down, I apologize, anybody that's <laughs> listening to this. I have no earthly idea if this was... This is not going to be a Patreon. It's going to be one of the regular released, I guess. So anyway, but I apologize maybe that we're rambling. Make, <laughs> maybe it'll <laughs> make it useful that now they know that there's differences between the the different... Depending the, where you're right. looking at the My Drama List. So right, yeah, because Good Boy and Mr. Plankton. If I scroll all the way down, they're down before there. Before my roommate is a gamijo, because he was a guest role on that. They're down there, and it's right after it's okay to not be okay. So it's ah. there, and then the next one is listed as Mr. Plankton. So I think things being filmed and then not having a direct release date is messing up the the, the way that these things are landing because they really yeah. shouldn't be listed. Because I know Mr. Plankton <laughs> and that were just barely announced as upcoming dramas. So they're not, they, like, I remember because the, the titles were all weird. Mm -hmm. And I'm all like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's and it an has them listed as main role for both of them. So, yes. and, and yeah, so interesting. So that's, and, and it may just be something, again, the, the app has just, yeah, it just came out. out. I'm sure yeah, there's so tweaks that they're going to have to do. Might have. Yep. But back to the drama we're <laughs> discussing now. All right. I, so I use that app daily. So it is definitely something that I'm oh, sure yeah, a lot of other people do. But Like we should get paid. We, we <laughs> tell so many people you have to use this. It makes it so much easier to follow what you're watching, where you're at. Organize. It's just, yeah, it's like a game changer because there's so many times I'll start dramas and I will forget to go back in a week mm -hmm. and then it's out of my mind. Yeah. So if it's on my drama list, I don't lose and I can remember to go back to those good dramas. Yeah. So, all right. But onward, uh, would we classify this drama as suspense, horror, mystery, or something else? And how scary is it? I would say it's very strongly suspense. I mean, mm -hmm. even though there is the ghost element, for a Korean drama, they don't do as many jump scares as they would in a horror drama. I was expecting a lot more jump scares, to be perfectly honest. I mean, there's there's things that are creepy as heck, but mm -hmm. it's not graphic at all. Yeah. So for listeners who also watch a decent amount of Western TV, if you've watched The Haunting of Hill House... Um, it was a huge sensation, um, on Netflix. I think it was oh, Netflix. Four or five years ago. Out. Yeah. Um, it came out in 2018. I don't think I watched it in 2018. I think I actually mm. watched it several years later. So maybe it didn't, it didn't hit my radar. Anyway, 
or it could have been in 2018 because I think it was before the pandemic. And the, my husband and I were just talking this morning about how 2020 and 2022, that's one year. And that's how you have to, because we were, we were, we <laughs> it's were just all blends. Discussing no... when the great heat wave that melted things came and he thought it was last summer. And I'm like, no, it was the summer before that. And then we had to look it up and I'm like, yeah, see 2021. <laughs> anyway, because that was what it was like. We broke records and it was 108 or whatever. And we're, yeah. I mean, it was 105 yesterday. So we're close with this heat wave. But um, anyway, that one spent a lot of time on character depth because it's the family and it's surrounding the family. And you're trying to figure out like what happened in the past. And then all of these crazy, you know, like haunting things are happening in the house in the present. And um, I would say it was very similar to that. So you have the most of the time you're in suspense mode and also just kind of the mystery. So you're, you're figuring out the mystery. How did the ghost, how was it created and how do you get rid of it kind of thing? And so that's with Revenant, that's kind of the format of like, how was it created? But then you also have to, on top of the mystery, it's not going to be a good mystery when you talk about ghosts, unless you've got this constant fear or suspense of like the ghost is going to kill people and she does kill people on the regular She does yes so you know it is not one of those ghosts that's waiting to run its terror campaign no just don't get in and don't make the host mad because if you make the host mad you're probably going to end up dead just saying (laughs) like (laughs) she's gonna make you kill yourself that's not gonna be fun um, so, so uh, definitely the mystery of that and then the suspense, I would say, I don't even know if, I mean, I guess you could classify it as horror, but not any kind of, um, I would say the most disgusting scene in it is a man caught eating tomatoes in a food pantry <laughs> and it was really gross, <laughs> but there probably were some other scenes that it's were creepy uh, in context. I swear right? it sounds <laughs> creepy. <laughs> You're like, seriously, that's it. It was very creepy in context. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. But so, yeah, so maybe very, very, very horror light, mostly suspense and mystery. And there and- are a couple of jump scares. But for the most part, it's not that way either. It's that building, building of suspension. And it does if you once you stop watching an episode, if somebody knocks on your door, you might freak out. We'll talk about that later, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's also not very gory. There's maybe no, yeah. one or two scenes towards the end where there's a little bit of blood splatter, mm-hmm. but you don't see any, there's no, all of the murders were done like as suicides. So there's no mm-hmm. visual gore, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that kind of thing you don't have to worry about emotionally you're a little like ah occasionally but it's not going to be one of those where you're eating and suddenly you're like oh that's gross right so yeah no you can you can definitely eat your lunch while you watch Um, it except for for that five minutes or like 30 (laughs) seconds that he's eating the tomatoes in the pantry I mean there was a couple fingers too there was like severed fingers and a couple yeah but they looked fake I I don't know they did it it wasn't it looked like it could be plastic. It wasn't like, oh my right. gosh, that's yeah. so graphic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're good. Uh, yeah. 
it wouldn't be a drama review, especially with Drama Geek and Cameos, without discussing the cinematography. And I would say coupling that with sound editing and and the uh, the use of sound in it to create the suspense. So I think that that's, again, why it falls more into the suspense versus your horror and jump scare and everything is that the the build and the suspense, a lot of that is created by the camera angles and the camera work, the use of light and yeah. dark, and also the, the soundtrack, like the way that they... Yeah build up to the tension with with all the the, the different um i laughed so hard at a scene toward the end where in the car and then the music comes back on and it's the uh cuz he is a traditional folklore uh professor um yes. so he does a lot of research in um a lot of like the shaman rituals and all that kind of stuff. So even the the use of the music from those different rituals and that different thing are used within the the story to create a feeling or a discomfort or like uh, like you're going to scream. I love that it's- his character that's like what he listens to on the radio is the shaman <laughs> chanting. Can, Can we, we switch it to something? Oh yeah, how about this ritual <laughs> chanting? She's like, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and another scene without context. There's one scene where they're moving away and lights are going off behind them. Oh, and just yes. that scene was like so powerful. Yeah. And again, without context, you don't know what's going on, but that scene was amazing with the filmography or not filmography with the cinematography Cinematography, and just the sound and just the visual like I don't know just that intensity on how that visually just made me tense and it was such a simple thing and it wasn't graphic it wasn't Mm -hmm. like in itself scary but it scared is like oh heck you know (laughs) if I ever saw that in real life I would be freaked out Exactly. So. Yeah. And they also do did a really good job and they've done this. They they did it a couple of times where they're showing you what's happening as if like that's what you would see. And so you're seeing it. It's super suspenseful. It's like uh, and then they go back and show you what the people who can see ghosts see. And it's yeah. way creepier, but it wouldn't have been as the same kind of intensity when you don't really know exactly what's going on. If you would have yeah. seen what they saw at the time, you're just seeing the like lights go out and they're driving. And then like, and even so, that scene, the way it builds up to like getting out of the car and trying to go toward the sun. And it, it just was done so well. That was one of the most, the best uses of like just regular suspense lighting and the camera work and stuff of making you feel everything and be like scared of what was going to get them or what was going to happen. Well, and another thing that I thought was really interesting is a lot of all of the clothes were very subdued. They didn't stand out. Mm-hmm. We're so used to these dramas where it's like, oh, wow, the outfits or the styling. Mm-hmm. But this it's very everyone had kind of the same color of hair. And mm-hmm. so really, you just focus on their faces. You're not focusing on what they're wearing, what they're they're promoting visually other than just their expressions. And I have to imagine that was a very specific idea because it happens so consistently 
that just you're really focusing on their expressions and their words and not the visuals of everything else around you. So unless it was relating to a ghost situation and then they bring that forward, but it's not the clothes, the style, the, oh, wow, look at the elegance of that apartment or all of that stuff doesn't impact the drama at all. Like you would have in a regular drama. So I would say the only time they use of, oh, look at that was his um, house where he grew up. Yeah. They use that several times where people walk in and they're like, oh, my word. (laughs) But that was also in context of. Of like it was on purpose. Yeah, Yeah. it was very on purpose. Everything is very on purpose. Yeah. If you're noticing it, it's because they want you to notice it. It's not just because your mind's wandering around. Yep. All right. Before we start the spoilers, I feel like this is a good time to say, do we recommend this drama? And 100% yes. As uh, I'm sure Drama Geek will be saying, this is definitely one of our favorites of 2023. There's no way it's not going to be in our top five, possibly even higher. Um, And so, yeah, this drama is brilliant. I highly recommend. I highly recommend everyone give it a try, even if you think that it's going to be too scary. I it. Yeah, it really is worth pushing through, even though it's a little suspenseful. I would say if you watch Sig or Signal, Signal was much scarier jump scare wise than this, but this was the better story. Yeah. So it's rare that we've ever seen like a suspense drama or a mystery drama that is this tightly written. It was so good. I would say the only thing that if you have a problem with um suicide yeah the suicide um, triggers and that is i mean they they put the warning in there so that you're on every episode you're very aware but i mean it it's how the ghost uh completes the you know revenge on people is suicide and so therefore it is in almost every single episode at least discussed a little bit that's that they're following the trail of this and so it's it, yeah and, and there are several of them in quick succession right at the beginning of the drama because that's kind of how she ends up becoming possessed so like that's like that it's just like it's right there in the beginning and then it kind of stays with it for the rest of the drama so that would be my only like big warning yeah but um, but then- also be aware none of the people are suicidal so that does help a little it it does it, yeah it's not like oh they're on the brink no and... they're all made to do it so it's, yeah it more it is murder but it's, it's very much a murder yeah carried out in a suicidal way so again it can be yeah that all right. all right so now we're doing spoilers spoilers anybody who has not watched it this is one where I feel like you could probably still listen to our spoiler section and see if like what we talk about is still for you and then go back and watch it. I, yeah. I feel like, but if you don't like to be spoiled at all, definitely stop listening and go watch it. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like on- nothing we say is going to detract from how awesome this drama was. So, yeah. yeah. So in a lot of countries, it's on Disney plus so i i know that they like there's several countries outside of the u.s that is on disney plus but if you're in the u.s it's on hulu so those are your your choices of how you would you would watch it um yes. as disney those two but um 
So now that we're in the spoiler section, um, does this possession story work for us? And I actually think this is one of the best um, possession portrayals that I've seen. Like it does it so well. Um, and it, the way that it slowly progresses throughout the drama is done very well. And I loved that, like at the climax of everything, you really were like, which one is she? Who is she? What is <laughs> like, exactly. you know, you know, it's yeah. like, she, it, so I think, and she's not the only one throughout the drama that is possessed. Like, I feel like seeing her dad and then seeing his dad and seeing like the different people that were, it was just done really well and consistent with how the ghost acts throughout the different um, times you see the possession and everything. So, um, and the, the element of the possession that I think worked the best in just a subtle thing that gets the point across so well is the use of the shadow and the wavy hair behind them. Like that visually was done so well and used in a way that you were just, it was anytime you saw that hair. It's and creepy. You, so creepy. So creepy. And it's again, that you start off the drama and you see that representation of the possessed ghost. And then it's, you know, then you keep seeing it throughout and you have a hard time at some points in time of like, okay, this is her and this is not her. And this is the, you know, that she's still possessed the entire time. And it reminds you each time you see that, that ghost of that waving hair behind her. And like you said, I think intentionally they had her long hair, which is used later on in different scenes where she's actually representation of the ghost coming after her, where they have her hair all over yeah. her face and stuff. That's one. I, I hate that, <laughs> that, uh, that look, it's just creepy, especially when it moves fast or whatever. It's just creepy to me, but, but it was wonderfully long- metaphorical. Yeah. Yeah. But her so. long hair and the way, and then the, the ghost, behind you know being able to see the big out because again it's it's hard to explain but it's it's all it's almost like the sun rays of the hair that uh, fan out and back and so and it's always moving and you can just just see how creepy it is to the ghost inside the ghost or ghost inside the host I guess is what (laughs) that's well and I really love that it was very much a slow burn in what they provided us because mm-hmm. you find out she's possessed episode one. Yeah. But the slow burn of the past possessions, mm-hmm. the murders it created, why it created that, and eventually who the ghost is, why it's a different kind of vengeful ghost than you usually have, like mm-hmm. all of this mixed in with the traditions and the greed and all of this works so well and the whole possession like you really it feels so layered compared to what we usually get because usually Mm -hmm. get oh evil ghost possessed got to get rid of it and that's where it ends but this Mm -hmm. one we learn about the ghost we learn about her personality her dreams like what made all of this happen, the greed of others and how it affected the ghost and how it's also affecting the girl, the host. And Mm -hmm. it's like so layered that there's not one question I have by the end of the show. Yeah. 
and and the, it's all surrounding the whole possession story arc. So that's like the overall story arc where we have other little story arcs, but that's like the overall. And I mm-hmm. thought it was done brilliantly. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. All right. And so San Young and Sung become partners in trying to get rid of the ghost. Did this partnership make sense and work for us? I thought it was interesting because you look at them and thankfully no romance because he's definitely older than she is and it would have been a a little weird. I wouldn't put it past some writers, (laughs) but it would have been a little weird for me and with the vibes we are getting. Um, But it very much made sense that she seemed very mature for her age just because of all the trauma she had to go through. And I think they really fit and connected just on a traumatic emotional level, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well as it seems like an intellectual level. It never felt like he was trying to like teach her everything and that she just was like the the student trying to learn about what's going on. It felt like they were very much equals in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that rather than if we had gotten like a more of a father daughter kind of vibe or because of the age difference. So right. it definitely felt very much like equals, not a weird pirate power dynamic where he's above her. Right, pirate. Um, <laughs> um, here. So I did not want them as characters, or even because again, their age difference is oh yeah quite quite big. He's the same age as me. He's well that I'm about to be, um, <laughs> and uh, which is only I don't know days away weeks away two weeks I guess or anyway so he I never he they never had that dynamic what this drama did for me especially and yes he was always dressed they were never dressed in anything that really made me take notice or go ooh I like those clothes but they did keep him in like black a lot and it was like the way it looked on him and just the type of um caring he was able to show I, it did make me want to see him in a romance. You know, I would like, totally want to see him in one. That would yeah. be awesome. I was thinking of like, um, what's our, this uh, stranger actor. Oh yeah. Name. The guy that we really love. And yeah. I can never remember his name, but I love him. Right. Like <laughs> excess obsessively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so it, it, his acting in this kind of made me think of how his um, roles, he he kind of is romance adjacent a lot of times, except for the very obvious romance in um, with he when he was partnered with Park Chenet, right? He was partnered yeah. with Park Chenet. Yeah. And again, their their age difference is fairly similar, although Kim Terry is actually five or more years younger than Park Chenet. So. She's but I young. feel like she comes um, across as more mature as an actor. Yeah. yeah. So, but I feel so there, it just made me want to see him in a romance, but their dynamic, I, I loved that they just ended up being, um, bonded as friends it, in this traumatic experience. Like by the end you see them, he's like, Oh, so you still see him too. And like, so they both still see ghosts at the end and they're both like, they're both of their, their fathers died when they were really young um, or not die. Cause her, well, she thought her father died. So in her life, she didn't have a father and she thought he died when she was very young. 
that's not the case. He was alive the whole time. Then he really died. And she learns, (laughs) oh, by the way, your dad was alive. But now he's really dead. (laughs) Now he's dead. And has to go attend his funeral. So like they, they have similar backgrounds, similar stories. And they were able to come together, work together. And they're like we were saying earlier, like form a bonded relationship that was almost stronger than than uh, um, a romance, romance would have been. Be. But they they still didn't give off the uh, like uh, father, daughter, maybe brother, sister. But even that, it still wasn't yeah. that. It just it, it was, was almost a- very strong found family vibes. It was where they're yeah. going to stay emotionally connected. connected all three of them are going to be yeah. emotionally connected yeah. for the rest of their lives. And yes. you can tell that. Yep. So found family is probably a good way to put the, to, a dynamic on theirs. A very not... traumatizing found family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Very traumatizing found family. But again, so there's no, there's no romance, but I, I really liked the way that, and there was, there was definite elements of not trusting each other for parts of it and then trusting each other again and then just realizing that I can't trust you because um you're not always you. <laughs> and yeah. so I just have to kind of keep moving forward and do the best that we can and still work together. But obviously the yes. trust had to be like, I trust what's inside of you, but you're not always you. So it was a yes. really well done relationship dynamic and one of my favorite, like, I just really, really liked their, um, their acting with each other and never felt like they're both, like, he's so good. And it, yeah. with a different actress, this could have felt very, um, out of balance, um, yeah. with the acting style and, and capabilities. And it did not, um, I feel like almost every single person they had in this drama did such a great job. Yeah. You know, I just I'm feel even- like- trying to think like I there's very few I think there's a few more actors I could be like okay he would be good in this role or that but but everything just meshed so perfectly that I just think the balance like they everybody balanced every other out and even some of the side characters did a really good job where you know every character had a purpose and every actor actress that was in here they they fulfilled and did a great job I don't think there was a weak link in the drama. No, not at all. We start off the drama with several Ghost of the Week stories before getting into the serious overall story arc. Which of the ghost plots was our favorite of the mini ghost stories? I really liked when they went to the town where it's like in in the folklore, it's like the edge where the they do these um ceremonies that help the ghosts find the way to the uh, to leave the world like it's mm-hmm. to go on to the other side kind of thing mm-hmm. that they have these signposts up they do these ceremonies to draw the ghosts through the path into the next whether it's the life or you know whatever you believe to whatever's next mm-hmm. and what we get is one of the elderly that do these ceremonies her daughter committed suicide. And so she decides that she can see the ghost of her daughter. She doesn't want her to move on. So she's going to mess up the ceremonies and all that and keep the ghosts around. So she kind of creates a dam on the road to the afterlife. And all the ghosts are arriving in this town and pretty much murdering people. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was the plot and how they had to figure out what was going on, how to shift it. I just thought the whole episode was really, really good. It was suspenseful. There was a little bit of creepy. She kind of got to see her dad just a little bit before the ghost moved forward. Of course, there was a lot for the the lead guy to do because he's the one that knows all of the traditions and how to fix things. And I thought that was just so well done. I really liked that episode. Well, and we find out that that's where her mother is from. Yes. So it's all interconnected. It's all connected. The mom's so secret. The mom is so secret of like, uh, you know nothing about me, <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, well, and in her situation, messed up. Like she has been, been traumatized, right, to the I nth mean. degree. And so, like later on, you're like, oh, the mom's trauma and all of her issues, totally understandable. But at the yeah. time, you when you start, you're like, oh, what a crappy mom, you know? Yeah. Oh, she's no, kind of like just really inept at everything. But right, but no, her her deep emotional trauma and her emotional issues are very valid they are so like oh okay yeah so i would say for me um sometimes these things can kind of all like mesh together and i'm not the best at always picking out like my favorite but i feel like the one that really kind of um on kim tayri's side like her character for sanyoung like that so she at one time you weren't sure if she was the one causing it or if her friend was, but there was, um, a, a, what are they, what did they call the ghost? Cause it the was greedy ghost greedy. Yeah. So it's greedy. Yeah. I didn't know if they used the greedy or what, but that was the phrase used in the translation. In the I translation. saw. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the really, they end up really wanting what things. And so when they're <clears throat> possessed by this ghost, they end up wanting, um, you know, the first thing that you realize is taken and somebody died because of it, um, is a handbag. And I felt like that whole, um, episode was kind of cool because that was one of the first times where you see the ghost that's possessing, um, Sanyoung take over and have her, like she goes out and gets all dressed up. Cause again, the, the rest of the drama, she's in jeans and baggy, tops and jackets and she's, she's poor just, and she's, she's not the type and, of poor that has 15 different outfits a day right yeah you no, know? She pr- pretty much she's in a very similar outfit for most of the drama but this one she goes and she gets high heels and she's got short skirt and she's oh, she looked gorgeous um but shows up to her friends um uh like a party for before they get married so their engagement party i guess is what i think it was it was their engagement party but it's high school friends the cop the detective he's there and she is absolutely not acting like herself at all is mean to her best friend and then you find out that the person in the bathroom died you've got this handbag that was stolen so you at first you weren't sure well did she do it but then you see kind of how the person in the bathroom died and you're like no that that that's it's not a different that ghost. it's a yeah. different ghost. There were two ghosts at that party. <laughs> um, but uh, so and and then like how the her high school friend detective ends up kind of seeing all of this and how that plays into him eventually being able to believe that she's not the because I mean, the way that a lot of these murders end up playing out, 
she can be a suspect for every single one of them yeah. because they're connected to her. And he's like thinking she's the one that's doing this. And he didn't really know her extremely well in high school. But then, you know, then she, all of a sudden she's back in, in his life and he's like, okay, maybe she is a murderer type thing. And so I feel like this is one of those where it's an early point that later on when he's able to kind of connect the dots, he's like, okay, that definitely wasn't her. She was possessed at the time and all of that. So I liked that episode and how it all played out. I mean, it, it, and, and her friend who is possessed was never nice, always looked down on her. You know, anytime you see her interact with them of like being poor and, you know, not having a real job, she works all these part-time jobs and it come to find out they don't, actually have any money um and i guess either his or her family had lost their money or whatever and so they weren't rich and they didn't even know if they'd be able to afford the wedding and then she's out killing people for their watches and handbags and <laughs> yeah and everything well, and so it was an interesting plot like ghost plot that connected a lot of stuff uh later you know kind of propelled a lot of things later on and, and also had been building because they show the um the friend pretty early on in one yeah. of the earlier episodes, she goes to a dinner, one of their reunion dinners that they do for their high school. Um, and that's where she sees the detective again and all of that. Well, and I enjoyed that it didn't, it had just that little bit of suspense because you don't know if it's her best friend because that's who ended up with that handbag just through situations. So you originally see the handbag with her best friend. So you're like, holy crap, is she possessed? Right. And and so it was a concern because as the the oh goodness hey song said you once you're possessed by a greedy ghost eventually if you do come out of that you're so traumatized that you kill yourself again yeah. more more suicide there's a lot right. of suicide yeah but that's yeah. like what happens is is yeah and he knows because he has his childhood friend mm. did the same thing and so it was also a very good segue to you know he has this ghost that hangs around him pretty much lives right. with them yeah they're roomies but <laughs> his friend was a greedy ghost it was the son of one of the servants for his household and right. had got very greedy at growing up and had eventually passed away for various reasons, mostly because his grandma killed him, but for other <laughs> reasons too. And then is his nonstop companion for the next 30 years or 20 right. years, however long he's <laughs> been alive, as a ghost that lives with him. And yeah. and so it was very interesting to see distinctly. It was a good way of showing what his friend's ghost was without mm -hmm. having to like just straight out come out and say this is what his issues right. are and they mm -hmm. do explain it but later after in a different episode not in the same one and yeah. so i thought that was a really good way to connect the two story arcs yeah yeah so and so that leads us to delving in because we didn't delve too much into the side characters when we were doing the spoiler free section so let's do that now and so it's really hard when it says which side characters did we enjoy because there were so like everybody was so good i would say and we'll talk about her more later so i won't talk too much but kim um hey sook we all have established we love her. She is in so many dramas. She's, you know, the mom or the Jade Empress or the uh um she's just been 
so many different characters and we love her. And in this one, she was so good at being evil <laughs> and like, not you're possessed. like, I'm she's more evil than the ghost. Yeah. Like, she's she's uh. not possessed. And they, when they show her, um, when our main guy professor is younger, um, when Song is younger, um, her hair and makeup, all that kind of stuff. Like she's so good there, but I felt like when in the present time with her, her white hair and, and she just was so good at being, um, Greet like she she's the epitome of that rich. I will do anything to have be rich and powerful, and that's all that matters. Like, but done in a way unlike a lot of the other dramas. But so she's like probably one of the most standout characters as a side character. Um, but also the anybody like I feel like every, like her dad and her, like uh, Kim Terry's character, her dad and her mom did so good in their, all of their scenes and the characters yeah. that they ended up portraying the um, detective, the characters that were surrounding him. I won't pick his, his, his sidekick character, or his boss, cause you can mention him or whatever. I don't know um, who your <laughs> favorites are. <laughs> I don't want to take everybody, but. I just feel like even her her best friend, though she her her acting and her character may possibly be one of those where it it's not bad. It's just probably a very typical like type character. But even her like there's some scenes that she has to deal with, like some of the consequences of what's going on with the ghost and everything. And she did a great job. Um, yeah, I I I think that the the world was filled with a lot of really good acting um and uh even i want i meant to look up the actress that played um the grandma's younger self she's gorgeous and she just she had was. this air of like elegance and evil elegance <laughs> like she was but she i don't know that i've seen her um All right, much, i'm looking but... up i'm on there right now so let me look up um she has to be here somewhere. Yeah. Do, 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 do. She's probably just a guest role because she was only yeah, in yeah. a couple I'm of episodes. I'm looking through. There's like a lot of guest roles. Well, um, you had a lot of people that the girl who played the original, who everybody thought was the ghost. Um, She was also recently the younger version in um I know I can't remember the name of that drama because I didn't watch all of it. Oh, what was it? The um where she lives a bunch of lives. Ah. So Park So Yi, while you're looking, she was in See You in My 19th Life. So she had a, a bigger role because she was they showed her as her younger self a lot more. And I think in that, than they did the younger girl in Revenant, but she's still, um, she's, she's one of those younger actresses. I think we need to be watching out for. She's okay. really good. So her name is Ju Bobi. Uh huh. And she played the younger version of the grandma. Mm -hmm. And she's also had supporting roles in 
like Hospital Playlist, Green Mother's Club, Novelera. Oh, I'd have so, to. So supporting yeah. roles in various shows. Okay. So, because gotcha. she's very good. Yeah, yeah. I also agree that she really made you notice her. Yeah. Well, and the, you're in 1958, so like the, her hairstyle and the clothes she was wearing, and she was a very rich elegant person in 1958 so i i noticed like her clothes and all that kind of stuff yeah but yeah she just she made you really take notice especially in the scenes where she was like no just kill the girl because i want money <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah so the one i have two that you hadn't already mentioned mm-hmm. and of course kim one hey is one of them he was the senior detective also our leading man's best friend. Um, mm. I liked that even though he didn't completely believe the whole ghost aspect, mm-hmm. that he still respected his friend's opinion. And he kind of, they kind of like spitballed off of each other to get ideas of where to go from where they're at yeah. in the various cases. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really well done. He was such a good mentor for Hong Se's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love how they slow burn connected as coworkers throughout the all the cases. And he, oh, when he died, it was traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is, I mean, not that it's my favorite scene just because, but every performance in that like thirty minutes, yeah, just was epic and just yeah. the impact this man this character had on these various lives that you didn't even realize how impactful he was until people were reacting to his death and yeah. it was so good so yeah. so good but i thought he really stood out and he's been in like so many dramas yeah probably like a hundred i mean he's <laughs> he's in so many shows because he he's a side actor but he's one of the best side actors in my opinion and he really brings something to every performance he does Mm -hmm. and then the other one that really stood out to me was in uh, it's mostly just the last three or four episodes we learn about the teenage girl who is the Mm -hmm. ghost yeah and we start seeing that actress and i'm looking up for her she's gonna end up being another guest because Yeah, yeah yeah But she it's, was so, so good. And just, it was like that mix of greed and like teenage stupidity. It's like just when you're a teenager and everything is about you and just like all of this stress and angst over being a poor teenager and your parents sacrificing you and then losing all your family and just all of it. She, made that character slightly sympathetic even yeah. though i mean that she killed a ton of people because of her <laughs> angst but the actress really just was so good in those mm-hmm. last few episodes where she had a manifestation of what sh- her character looked like it wasn't just some shadow it was actually the person behind the ghost mm-hmm. and i really thought she did an amazing job of emoting so much and all of this mess that became what became the ghost. And I thought she did an amazing job on that. Yeah. Um, so 
yeah, no, I totally agree. She, she did a really, really good job. So we started off with our two sleuthing groups because in the beginning we have Sen Young and Hae Sung and they're looking into the ghost element because of course they can see ghosts. And then the two cops are kind of looking at it through a serial killer element where they think, I'm not sure how they think this all the murders are connected because it's like 50 years worth of murders, but they all have very specific MO that connects them. And so they're looking into the serial murder aspect of the the crimes. And eventually, of course, um the the elder older detective dies and Hong Se is sucked into the kind of the trio, sometimes just with Hei Song, depending on whether she's being possessed or not and continues investigating but on a supernatural level did we like this dynamic uh is there anything we would have changed what did we think about this um i i wouldn't have changed the dynamic i felt like because so moon chun uh, like is that his name the detective detective moon yeah moon chunes yeah (laughs) um So he, I feel like, again, so you don't realize until after he dies and they kind of show some backstory, but he was act because our main guy's family, like his father and grandfather, like they died when he was really young. And then his grandma was just never a A psycho. Right. She was always (laughs) a psycho. She was not somebody who was going to give him love and affection and like any of that. So this detective who is investigating um his mom his mother's suicide death. yeah right his mother's suicide death uh he kind of takes him under his wing and from that point on they um he you know he gives him socks and he like takes care of him and and he really is more of a parental figure than anybody else has been because even when he was younger and his dad died i feel like the whole time that um he knew his dad, his dad was possessed. So it's not like, so his dad, his mom was the only person until she died. That was a good parent of, to him at all. Um, and so then you have this detective that kind of comes into his life and helps take care of him and everything. And then at some point in time, once the, he starts doing, becoming a professor of the folklore and all that kind of stuff, then they start working together as, um, kind of colleagues, and try to figure out his death, you know, his mom's death. But I don't think that it's a constant thing. I think it's just if a case comes about that seems similar, then they kind of connect and contact each other about that. But you don't realize until later on that no, that they were probably going and eating meals together, even when they weren't like doing detective work or trying to figure anything out. Cause I because again, I feel like it was one, he probably did a lot of research early on when he was younger. Not a lot of ha- not a lot happened in the interim that they knew about. And then all of a sudden, all this stuff starts happening. Boom, boom, boom. And then they start researching, you know, working together again. So I kind of liked their dynamic. And I liked that we didn't get to find out about some of it until later on. And then the detective, like we said, um, when you first meet him, he kind of is just Hong Se, um, is more of like, Hey, I just kind of want to get a promotion and get out of here. I don't really even know why this guy keeps trying to investigate these suicides because they're suicides are not murders. And he just kind of like 
doesn't really believe him. And so you have, as the story progresses, more and more where these two detectives have to start believing Hey Song uh, Sang. Sorry, Hong Say and Hey Sang is a little bit. All of the names song, are very song. similar. There, so <laughs> Hey Sang, um, yeah. where so the the detective, the young detective, um, and Professor uh, Hey. Yeah, that's his last name is Yom. So Professor Yom <laughs> and the detective, like, and even his mentor, again, like you said, they didn't believe each other. But I feel like once he realized that it went back to 1958 instead of starting in like 1999 or whenever he like, because that's was ni- 1999 or like right around there. That's when the professor Yom's uh, mother killing. died. Yeah. So well, Professor Yom's mother died. And that's when. Uh, the main the main character's yeah. dad was possessed and he started taking over. So 1999 yeah. from then on is kind of what they originally were investigating. And they realized it went all the way back to 1958. And this corporation that Professor um, Young's family owned and they're getting progressively richer and all of these people dying that were connected to each person that ended up being possessed. So once they kind of started laying stuff out, I think that's where the older detective started connecting the dots of this has to be supernatural. And, you know, even at, you know, toward the end, like you could still tell he was, even though he never said it, but right. Right. He was on the line of like, and then of course he ends up getting um, killed. And I'm sure a new at the very last minute. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. A hundred percent. I believe it. It was a ghost, but, and it takes the younger detective Hong say a little bit longer to 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 really believe it i think his mentor's death is probably what solidified it i mean he saw the kim terry's character he saw her right outside the door then she disappeared and then the detective jumps out the window and so again he's able to like sometimes you can't believe it until you see what's in front of your face and that's when he kind of gets on board and then they all come together after his death and and keep trying to work toward um getting rid of the of of the, the possession the ghost um so yeah i really liked the way that you had the two groups and then how they you know the ones believe knowing that they're chasing after a ghost and then these other people not under, quite understanding what they're investigating but it eventually all coming together and forming the big picture so and i also really like how they transition that because that's about when Sun Young started really getting possessed more and more. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you really had to have a little bit more separation between her and the professor because they knew she couldn't be 100% trusted because anything yeah. she knows, the ghost knows, yep. which is what led to the detective's death is because right. she heard, oh, he's going to figure out the name or later on we find out that we need the name of the ghost that we don't have the name of the ghost you need the name Mm -hmm. and so when she hears that the ghost leaves to go murder him and so now they know that she's not alone there's no way she can like know all this stuff Mm -hmm. and not pass it on to the ghost there's no separation between her mind and the ghost memories all that and so i like that 
they shifted uh, Hong Se over there so he could connect with the professor and kind of do the sleuthing. So yeah. it wasn't just the professor by himself and everyone separate. Yeah. And so I thought that really worked dynamic. And it also brought them all closer connected in that found family trauma element is by him coming into the group. It yeah. really was a great shift in the narrative. And I really liked it. So definitely a win. Yeah. All right. That comes to what is our favorite suspenseful moment? Also, I'm always hard. It's always hard for me to pick <laughs> one moment. Oh, we can but, pick more than one. There's just right. two of us. Usually it's just one because there's like three or four Nobody. of us. And it's like, come on, guys. The one thing I think that stands with me and came into like my real life is so when you have when when they do have to start separating her out and not being around her as much, um, you have this scene where the professor is trying to to get rid of the la the five um objects. He's trying to go and um seal them once they think they have all the five objects. He's going to try to seal them. And then the young detective is in his car and he's trying to drive and go um, do some research on, they know the ghost's name now. Although that scene where they find out the ghost's name might also be one of my favorites. <laughs> but anyway, so they know the ghost's real name now and he's trying to drive to the school where she went, I think, to try to get records on her. Yeah, because um, they want to, to confirm. They have confirm. to get yeah. the right name yeah. or they will die. Right. Pretty much. So correct. So they so they need to confirm that it's her. Um, or at least they think because again, this is a spoiler-free section. Ha ha jokes on them. The whole name and all of that thing actually wasn't how you got rid of her. That was yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. But anyway, so he's trying to go, he's in his car uh, driving in the rain, like, and then it starts raining. And so the, at night and in the rain, while she's, she's the shadow ghost, that's when she can move and do what she does best. And that's kill people. Um, so she's in a bus by herself, but talking with uh the two guys but with the two guys she might just be on the phone with the professor at the moment i think and she's Mm. there and she's like oh no my shadow has gone it's leaving it's happening again it's happening again she's gonna go kill somebody and it's raining and this and that and all of a sudden somebody knocks on the detective's window of his car and they've built so scary they've built up the suspicious suspense so far you know if somebody knocks on the door do not open it. Don't open it. It's going to be her and she's going to make you kill yourself. So like, it's not like, just don't, just don't. Um, so she knocks on the window and the way that she's looking down, her hair's down. She's just barely looking up at him and you can tell like the look on her face. And obviously he knows she just shows up out of nowhere. It's not her. It's yeah. the ghost, but I don't Although think he's he, ever, he did reach for a second for the door. He did. He did. He did. So, he hadn't experienced at that point, I don't think. No, he had her because, before, or had he? No, okay, so he, he had, had because remember okay. he let her in at the when his for the, mentor the, died. Yes, yeah, because so he's it, the it, one who opened the door. Yeah, so he knew, but it was so creepy. It was so suspenseful. He does not open the door, the window for her, so she's not able to get in. And they are able to what the there was something that stopped her from 
like it pulled her back into the body. I can't remember what he because did. Her, no, it wasn't him. It was oh. her. She ran back into the her house. Oh yeah, that's right. And put she the, got off the bus the... and ran back into the house and put the 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 line of like rope over that sucks the, the, the ghost door. back in yeah. to her yeah. body. Yeah, yeah, it keeps her keeps her into the to the room. So that whole scene plays out again. He is not. Uh, he doesn't open the window. He doesn't take everything. And she's safe, but it is because she stopped it before it could happen. But what I mean, was he could have driven creepier. away? But... Well, he did drive away. Don't you yeah. remember? And he oh, started yeah. the pounding on on the his car. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. That, oh, that was so, which that was, was so creepy, freaky as heck. And then you add into that that well, she can't get to him, so she goes after the detective who's on the freaking subway. So there's oh, no the, way the, the, the professor. So she yeah, went the after the professor. Yeah. So and there's no way the to knocking. keep the oh. doors locked because you're a on a train. You're on a yeah. train. They're going to yeah. automatically yeah. open. And the suspense of him running and yes. into a different car yeah. and closing the connecting door. And she's yeah. on the other side staring no side. at him. And he knows well, and then the, tra- like, the, the, it kept, every time he would turn, she'd be right on the other side of the the glass, yeah, like in the subway station or whatever. And then that's when she gets into the thing is right before a, a different person on the subway opens the glass door, and, and then he she's thinks gone. he's going to be dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, gone. Oh so my gosh, that was done so well. Uh, but in my real life experience, is that we were going camping in separate vehicles, and I needed to get gas. So my daughter and I were in one vehicle i'm about to pull up to get gas and all of a sudden the knock 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 on the window of our car it was my my husband trying to ask us um if we just were getting ice or if we needed something else but i jumped so high how often are you in a place that's not like your house and you get somebody knocking on your window out of nowhere (laughs) it was was middle of the day it was fine the ghost couldn't have got me because it wasn't raining or anything but it was just one of those. So obviously that moment stuck with me. Anyway. <laughs> What's your favorite suspenseful moment? Oh, that was definitely at the top of them. I think also for me, I have two. I really like the opening scene where her father is trying to keep the ghost contained and he gets lured to opening the door by the sound of his mother's voice. Yeah. I thought that was a really good suspenseful opening, creepy as heck. Mm-hmm. And and I love the tag phrase, you open the door. You know, like every time someone opens the door, it's like this weird lilting head tilt voice mm-hmm. of whoever they think it was supposed to be. And it's really the the ghost mm-hmm. or, or it's whoever was possessed by the ghost is the visual of the right. person that was possessed by the ghost and, and fingerprints that, too the, yeah. her, their fingerprints yes. end up being all over everything so just that phrasing <laughs> really works and is that it's that extra little oomph of creepy every mm-hmm. time she's about to or the ghost is killing someone but i also love i we mentioned it earlier there's this one part where the professor finds out that his family is the cause of all of the mm. ghost. The, they murdered an innocent girl, like tortured and murdered her in order to get a vengeful ghost, which in their culture, it gives them wealth or provides wealth because you sacrifice at a cost. So I believe how it was is 
that uh, someone has to be possessed by this ghost and it will kill like the rivals or whoever's in their way of getting success. I mean, right. There's, you have to give sacrificing and death and all that, but that's how you get a vengeful ghost to be part of your family. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, when the, the professor finds out, he almost like just goes straight catatonic and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. darkness just entering into him because he's just, he can't handle the truth of what the evils that his family have done. I think and, it's because he kept staring into the darkness is what they were saying. Yes, he just kept yes. staring into it and then it was consuming and overcoming. So everything. anyway, he's in a room. She's trying to figure out what to do because he's just not coming out of it. There's a giant dark spot like eking towards them. And so she gets him in a car and she's like, I'm going to drive towards the sun. We're going to go to the sun because the, the ghosts are weak in the sun. Mm-hmm. And so she's driving and behind them, the lights start going off of all of the lights behind them as they're driving. And she's trying to drive faster and faster and then pull him to the edge of like a cliff overlooking the ocean Mm -hmm. where he'll get the first bits of sun. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was so well done. The music, the vibes, the visuals, like everything. Her dragging him, like her having to drag him to the sun. Oh, and the dark is like reaching towards his Mm -hmm. foot as she's dragging it. Yeah. It was so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. And so I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. That scene was done really well. And then you get to see what it was like. She, he's like, did you see the ghosts on the way there? Because for the longest time, she was only seeing ghosts in mirrors and wasn't seeing them unless she could see them in the mirrors and everything. And he's like, did you see the ghosts on the way there? And so they go back and show what it was like for her. And she was seeing like hanging ghosts from trees and just all sorts of stuff. And it was even creepier for her, but the way that they did it, it was just done. It was peak suspense. Like it was just done so well. Yeah. And so that was, that definitely kept my memory Kim Tiri's character slowly loses herself to the vengeful ghost, and eventually it is a battle between the two of them over who will win. Did this work for it? I really liked it because uh, as the ghost progresses and is connected to her, she realizes how similar they are with their backgrounds of always being the poor people, of wanting more, to really just want to live and Mm -hmm. escape and go have their lives And I really liked how the ghost really was connecting with this and made it much more than just, oh, you're my, my possession tool. Like the ghost was really almost like emotionally wanting to have like this dual, let's go take over connection and didn't want Kim Tae-ri's character to go away. So it was really interesting how they utilized that and progressed through and it was an interesting dynamic that I wasn't expecting to have when we first started because it just seemed like it was kind of like oh well this is random this is someone that can be possessed that's of my bloodline and passing it down you know because how the the ghost had been passed before but I really liked how they related to each other and you could feel that they understood where each other was coming from and possibly mm-hmm. if Kim Tae-ri's character had not had her mother I think that this could have been a very different situation and she wouldn't have fought so hard 
Yeah. So. Um, I, I found it interesting because the whole time, like the clues and the name and everything that leads you, you think it's the younger sister, um, that was the ghost and you look at her character and everything that you see of her. I mean, yes, she was the, if she would have been killed in this, I mean, when she, she was killed in the same way, um, but she didn't become the vengeful ghost. ghost. Right. So she, so, but it, it doesn't connect up to how the the ghost currently acts and just how vengeful she really is. But then when they, they reveal that it, it was actually her older sister and, and then like you were saying how her character and her personality and, and everything lined more up with our female leads character. Um, And then you add in how like she's responsible for her sister's death because she was originally picked and then she pushes it off on her sister so her sister dies because of her even though she tried to save her at the last minute her sister dies because of her and then she dies as well all of that was done so well to make you believe that this that the ghost really would be that vengeful and would just keep going and want to keep living like that they're the 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 ghost's goal was to just keep going and and being able to have as much as she possibly could like she wanted to not be the shadow anymore she wanted to be in control and you could kind of see that more once you realized who the real ghost was so they did that well and they also did really well of of seeing both how horrific for both the younger girl and the older girl how that was and you you do feel bad for them cuz their whole village kind of sold them out so that they could all live because they you know they were all starving to death and so it you feel bad but and then you're like but you sold your child to do that so it it was just a horrible situation to begin with and um so yeah that uh that then puts the light on our next point that we want to talk about is that the vengeful ghost was created by a shaman who that's what she that was one of her main like things that she did so she's one of the like the main bad people in in the show but the family that creates her to begin with because they want to be they're already like it happens at the house that he lived in when he was later so it's not like they were super poor i think they were Right. But I do think that they were having some trouble with their, their, um, their business, if I remember correctly. So I think that they were worried about losing what they already had. And then the grandma ends up just keep, it's not enough. This isn't enough. I want to be richer. I want more. And so they did the, the table, like, so the bad guy ends up being chables, but not in the way we usually get from the dramas. Did we enjoy how the drama used the rich poor dynamic? Um, and also, did we think specifically of Kim Hae-suk's performance, which we kind of talked about earlier, but it, she just did absolutely fantastic. Every scene that she was in, you were like, ugh, woman. <laughs> like you were just, and it, it, they show you slowly. Like the first scene that you see her with her grandson and how she treats him when he's younger. And as it progresses, you just see more and more of like how evil she really was. And, and then of course, revealing like what she did to create, um, the ghost that was evil in itself, but then 
she sacrifices. She doubled down. Yeah, she doubled down. Her husband, her son, she was willing to sacrifice her grandson, like everybody. It didn't matter. She was really, and probably one of her like creepiest performances I've seen was when they finally um, put the, she put her in the hospital and the, her screaming and just her how angry and mad and just all of that. And then the ghost shows up and her performance with the ghost. And then she ends up jumping out the window herself. But all of that was just done so well. She just did such a good job. I love that she is so evil and bitter that she's not going to let the ghost win. She's going to take her down. So to show, because no one knows that there's a second part of how to kill the ghost or the real way to kill the ghost correct is to burn the finger that is taken from the child when they're murdered Mm -hmm. and so she's like stabbing her own finger in her last (laughs) breath as she dies on the concrete below after jumping so the yeah to show that that is how you need to go because she is that bitter and that evil she's like screw this you're going down with me evil ghost yeah um it was so good and just Oh, so, so good. And I like that it makes sense why the ghost would be so pissed off because, yeah, that's a lot. Mm. Just, it was a lot. And if it was just like the people that made her, I would kind of be like, well, that's justified, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they totally deserve to all die. Um but it's when it goes forward that it really gets into the the more eh, you're not innocent anymore ghost but i the some of the creepiest scenes were scenes where we saw the ghost possessing the various people as you see um how the grandma had had pretty much known who was going to die and everything. And she was totally okay with it. Made a deal with the ghost that, Hey, I will make sure you will never be gotten rid of. If you keep me wealthy, you know, you can have my son, you can have my grandson, you can have my son, all of their wives. I don't care, but keep me (laughs) around and we will make this work for us. Yeah. And so, but that's when you see the ghost possessing her husband and it's the eating of the tomatoes or, yeah it was yeah. the husband or the son it might have been the so, son so it was it was so it was her son no it was yeah it was so it was the um hey kim Hayesuk's character's son okay um but his the main the professor main guy it was his dad yeah so even that guy he was only in a couple episodes even that actor he did so yeah. well oh playing. and that was one some, scene where, where he's walking zooming down, the down the stairs <laughs> oh my gosh that was so yeah. freaky yeah oh. yeah but yeah, yeah, so there was just like some really, it used it really well. And I mm-hmm. like that the ghost is like, everyone wants something from me. And even if it's not wealth, because like her father, he lost his vision and he wanted to be able to see. He didn't mm-hmm. want to go blind. And that's kind of the hereditary reason that Kim Tari's character also is contemplating keeping the ghost is for this mm-hmm. reason. But the fact that everyone wants something from her has made the ghost very jaded, very angry. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And the dad was just as creepy when he was possessed mm. and he killed like his second child. Yeah. That was creepy. Yeah. And then yeah. like how he told his wife, like, don't go at night. You got to stay for morning or yeah. else the ghost will go after her kind of thing. It was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's all, all creepy as heck. Yeah. 
So, and we've been talking forever. So I think we're yeah. just going to <laughs> have to finish up with this, but were we happy how the drama ended and the drama ended up is Kim to character realizes what she has to do to overcome the ghost and take back her body. Cause the ghost had switched sides and so she was the main person and Kim Tae-ri's character was in the the alternate world, whatever you would call it. Like, right. So she was the, the shadow. Goes. So she, she was, was the, the shadow. shadow. And was and, able to pull the professor because her hair wasn't all billowy. He thought that they had, you know, that she had yeah. left. You know, they all thought she had left, but no, they had switched places. And so they were doing things and it was going to track uh, the main girl's soul in the spirit in the shadow realm and pretty much kill yeah. her yeah and but she realizes who the demon actually was it was herself and all of her insecurities and her greed and everything and she was able to manifest and do what the ghost did because once the ghost was the main entity it could no longer just kill someone by looking at them it kind of lost all yeah. its power but she was the main the main person mm-hmm. and so Kim Tiri's character figured out she could do the same and force the ghost to pretty much kill herself because she burnt the finger of yep. her original body and so yep. took back her body that way. And yep. so that's kind of how it ends. And everyone kind of has their moment where they get to find closure. Mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm. Kim Tiri, and she's come to accept that she's going to go blind. It's just part of what's going to happen. But until then, she's going to do her bucket list and enjoy life. And that's kind of where it ends is they've all found each other as as found family, confidants. They're connected and they're going to go on with their lives from there. And I really love that. It was such a great ending. It was perfect closure. I love that none of them died. (laughs) Yeah. And it was just good. It was very good. Well, and they did. They took a moment to like, so... uh, Kim Tae-ri's dad whispers like to her mother as because he's still a ghost. We we saw him earlier as a ghost. Um, kind of whispers to her character that, you know, I can't even remember what he said to her, but like, you know, it's gonna be all right. And 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 all of that. And then they do the same thing with the the older detective and the younger detective. Like, you did good kid kind of kind of thing. And that was like, I was like, the the father, he was possessed in the drama so much that I wasn't as emotionally like a good feeling connection to the dad as much. But then when the professor, when the detective said it to the younger detective, it was like, Oh, it's like, that oh is like, yeah. Cause you know, he, it, he, when you said nobody died, that's kind of not true. Cause you know, like, well, no one died die. in that <laughs> first moment in that final moment. That's right, what I meant. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Out the, of the, the main three, three they no didn't die. They were able to, yeah. to, I mean, they almost did like it, they, they did that final scene and you were the professor sure. and all of that. Yeah. Did it really well. And then they ended it on a note of like, yep, this is, this is done a really good ending and feeling of satisfaction and, and everything. And again, not having to bring any type of romantic moment at the end of a possibility of her get you know her getting with the younger detective or any of that they just kind of were they were a found family and they were going to support each other and both of the two main characters they still saw ghosts so you know they're it probably going to have to it, be, come in contact and and face it again yeah you know in the future so 
Um, they didn't, you know, get rid of all of that and had lived, you know, tra-la-la, happy, happy ever after. But they were, you know, they it was a good ending. It was. It was very yeah. good ending. Yeah. So, um, and I think we already answered, is there anything we didn't like about it? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's yeah. just pretty much it. Go watch this. If you yep. have not watched it, go watch it. Seriously, unless that one trigger warning is an issue for you, go watch this drama because it is probably in the top of my list for all time. Yeah. Like, I would say definitely in for the top suspense, 40. Yeah. You know, suspense, ghost. Oh, very yeah. T- like, There's it, never been tired. a better all around story performance, all of it. So yeah. go watch it. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. So make sure you go contact us on Twitter, Facebook, or our Patreon page. Or if you're a patron, go in Discord and chat about it because it was pretty just much me and Drama Geek forever, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. so, and the links, of course, are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.